Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Real Solution Podcast. It's your boy Brandon Bad of Brandon Bad Entertainment here with our wonderful redheads who is still pissed off about everything in the world. And our special guest, Laura Luhu. What's up, girl? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Alright, well, the conversation is still hot. We're on to the next topic. What's going on, Redhead? Well, the one thing that's in all of the news right now is I just learned of this group of four called the Squad. Now, I knew who each of them... I knew who they were individually, but I didn't know that they have now deemed themselves the Squad. And it consists of AOC, Presley, Tlaib, and Omar. Oh, more politics. Got you. Oh, yeah. We're back back to immigration. Now, are these all Congress people? Yes, they're all Democrat Congress people. Ooh, you said that so impressive. Democrat. 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 <laughs> well, because... Every syllable. Did we talk about that? Every we did syllable, not, but very I, pronounced. I, you know what? I don't like Republican or Democrat. I... I I am registered as a Republican. Mm-hmm. However, I there are some things I feel very strongly about on a humanitarian side, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be what the Democrats are. But unfortunately, the Democrats have gone so far off the left deep end that they don't even make sense. This that I'm going to talk about um, with you guys tonight is one of those things. Well, I understand. You know, people have gotten lost in the whole party situation, so... You know, I think I was raised to be a Democrat based mm-hmm. on how society was and my family and all that. But as you become more knowledgeable in politics, you know, it's really hard to say, yeah. you know, am I Republican or am I a Democrat? Because people are the party for the wrong reason. Oh, yeah. When in fact, the objective is to represent and people yeah. are not failing to do so. Well, I don't think the parties represent what they used to. No. I mean, and they were switched at one point in time, too. So exactly. they're definitely all jacked up. <laughs> so I think it should be the issue, not the party. Yeah. It is. And I, and I really think the two-party system is archaic. It, it mm-hmm. needs to go away. Oh, archaic? We need to build the era up you were born? these... Oh, not the um, Oh, I got the finger. <laughs> We we need to build up some of the Libertarian Party and the, um, what's the, uh, I can't remember. Green Party, Independent Party. The Independent Parties, those. We need to have, but it it can't be just what the party wants. We've got to get people in these offices who do what they're supposed to do for the people. Um, What happened with the squad here recently? Squad. 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 Okay, here's why I keep doing that. It's because back in the day, I used to work at a call center, and the the group that I, like, started with... fired from the call center? um, Squad. That's none of your concern. (laughs) But the group that I used to work with, like, we used to call ourselves Squad 19. Okay, because we were insane people. We were. Okay. We're in the 19th room and we were the best. So every time we walk in, we say squat. <laughs> so we're going to say squat. 204. <laughs> and every squad time you say it, I think you're going to say squat. Squat. <laughs> Where you at? Okay. Squat 206. Squat 204. <laughs> Anyways, I happen to be listening to hearing. Um, oh, wow. The house hearings. Oh, the poor people who listen to this. I, I know. <laughs> but you know what? We've got 
we've got to get people more involved. It's true. Um, I don't involved. The, I don't. the country is in... <laughs> We're on our way into being a shambles, and it, you know what? On our way, the, we are already there. Honey, there's a long ways we can still go. Convince I me mean, <laughs> well, the border, the border is the big hot issue, and we've talked about size of the border and and things like that, and we still want to hear everybody's thoughts of what the resolutions are. Um, a couple of the big resolutions we had. One was that. Um, Mark really thinks that these international countries have got to take more of a stake in these South American countries that are having the issues. Um, if more of those big businesses and corporations set up house down there, it would help to disrupt the dictators and well, you know, the- according to the news, honey, JP Morgan, was swindling in cocaine, so I don't know if I want the big company. It's a great bank, okay? It I don't a, know if I want the company to uh, fall. It is a fun bank. And there is a pitfall. I used to. <laughs> but, but I, I can tell you were a member of the bank. We have to get back, like we talked about in other episodes, um, corporate yeah. responsibility and respect yeah. has got to turn around. There used to be... Um, you know, probably the earlier uh, baby boomers than I am. You know, once upon a time, corporate America took care of you. Yeah, um, you had good medical insurance. You had pensions. You had things that the company made sure that you had to, what you needed. Yeah. Now, yes, there was, and it, we're not going as far back as the company stores and all that. Yeah. Um, but during the service era, when all the car companies were coming up yeah. and they took care of people, then all of a sudden your CEOs and your stockholders said, we want more money. Yeah. And so where did it come from? They started taking it away from your pension and your insurance. Now, to find a company that gives you a pension? Oh, far and few between. Very hard to find. Yeah. yeah. My grandmother, I remember she had a pension, and it's just not heard of anymore. Yeah. I mean, like, companies used to take care of You could live and die by your company very easily. Like, when my dad joined IBM, they gave him stock out the yin-yang. Well, and companies also tell you up front nowadays, you're replaceable. So people yeah. don't have commitment like they used to. People would stay with companies through thick and thin. Till you died. Like, yeah. that's where you started that's and that's and where you would retire. Boom, boom. I had a lady last night tell me she retired, I want to say, from State Farm. Yeah. And she had friends that were retiring. These kids came out of high school, went to work oh for State gosh. Farm, and that, you retired. know, and they're retiring now. Yeah. We're talking years. But companies don't do that no more. And companies um, are very blatant, but they'll tell you. You know, I used to work for Target. I have no problem saying that. And they definitely told you, you know, if for some reason you died, we'd pay your family $500. That's all you were worth to them. So, you know, there's the part of it. I understand business terms, money, employee count. But you're very blatant and you tell your employees that's all you're worth. That's all they're worth in the event of their death. Well, we'll support your family. We know you've given us 15 years of your time. 
um, and we'll go ahead and we'll help them with five million dollars to compensate towards your life. Yeah. So companies aren't as commit. They're just they There's have no value in it anymore. No moral obligation. Yep. Right. And it has to come from a moral standpoint. Mm. Uh, and you know what? And CEOs can get pissed off at me. I don't <gasps> care. These after you make a few million dollars, what else do you need? I mean, honest to goodness. Because where are they investing it? I don't uh, mind the profit building if it's being invested, you know, and I'm not going to say properly because who am I to say what's a proper investment for on your terms? Well, are you giving back to the community? Like are you giving right back there. to the people who built? You know what? Because the CEO only runs the ship. I mean, they steer the ship. Mm-hmm. What runs it is every level of person underneath them right. every time. So, uh, what are you investing in? Are you investing in like their work environment? Are you investing in their health plans? Are you investing in like the equipment that they're operating with? What are That's you true. providing besides bringing in revenue? Sure. Well, our Congress is becoming the same way. There is no moral obligation to their constituents. Mm. I, I really believe, I believe that there should be term limits. You guys tell me what you all think out there. Um, But we've got career politicians that the minute they're elected, they start campaigning again. Wait, so I don't know as much as I should. So there are no term limits in Congress? Nope. You can be reelected, 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 reelected until you die. Interesting. And these ladies with the squad, I, I certainly hope they either change the way they go about what they're doing um, or they get voted out. Hell, Alexia. I can't even remember. I was like, who are these? Alexia Ocasio. Alexia Ocasio Cortez, mm-hmm. AOC. Mm-hmm. She answered a damn casting call. I think we talked about that. She no. She was a bartender. Now she's sitting up in Congress. Her district had, I want to say, sixteen thousand people. Part of the Bronx. Okay. Okay. So, for crying out loud, her um, background was her degree was in economy. I'm not sure about Presley, Rashida Talib. Um, yeah. She is. She's Muslim. I don't have a problem with that, as long as you are separating what has been touted as your religious view mm-hmm. versus the government mm-hmm. and uh Ilihan omar she's the one that came from somalia she constantly touts negative things about america and how bad america is you're in congress for crying out loud mm-hmm. you're supposed to be representing the united states you're on a world platform now now, is she putting down the U.S. in the sense of what their current, uh, or their current doings are, or is she just ultimately saying then the U.S. is a bad place? A little bit of both. I mean, um, she hates Trump. She's very vocal about that. Okay. She hates our stand on Israel. She hates um, Israel. Um, she has not made any mince of her words about that. Um, but you're supposed to represent the American people, not your own personal 
views anymore. Yeah. So now I, I don't trust her. I don't trust any of these four for the reasons of going back to the border. You know, we've got a big issue right now with the detention at the border. I listened to one of the most heartbreaking testimonies, and it was from the young lady whose two-year-old daughter died in detention. Mm. Yeah. I heard about that. I hadn't researched Oh, my gosh. Her name is Yeniman or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I want to say her daughter's name was Maria. It was the, I've got goosebumps right now. It was the most horrendous testimony. She was very... Um, she tried to stay calm and she couldn't. Um, she went weeks and weeks trying to get assistance for her daughter. Now, do I think for one minute that this is the problem of the detention centers? Well, sure it is. I, I, because we don't, we're not doing anything huge every time and you can hate Trump, but you know what? He has at least tried. You may not like what he he gets on there and tweets and says because you know what a lot of times I think he's a two-year-old toddler in the school playground being a bully Mm. but he has asked time and time again for help at the border I have listened to multiple interviews with border patrol people who say they're overwhelmed some of them are doing jobs they're not supposed to be doing they're supposed to be guarding the border instead they're in some of what they referred to as cages which are chain link areas that they fenced off to detain these people. We can't have our cake and eat it too. People elected Trump because they wanted something done for immigration. Is that the only reason? No, no. They they wanted America back on the right track for America. Um, People get pissed off about tariffs. Well, you know what? China's been raping us for years over our, our imports. Our imports have depleted so much that we're not making money off the We have, we've destroyed our own food supply and crops to the point that we're no longer the number one export for our grain. Other places don't want our grain. It's genetically modified. because uh, listen, they have fish farms. We have fish farms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't be eating fish. You can't trust the fish because they're out here just cooking well, it, it up. Well, it depends. How do they... Well, mm-hmm. you've got good ones and you've got bad ones. We've talked about doing a whole episode on our food supply because it's so scary. There is a... Never go to a chicken factory. No, no. God, no. Don't. And don't. my husband won't eat hot dogs because he worked in a processing plant and said, you don't want... My dad worked at Kraft. So, the border is no different. Trump asked for... An unseemly, an uh, an unseemly is that what unseemly, yeah. unseemly amount of money. I get that to build up that border, but damn it, we have to do something. You can't. This whole hearing that I had, this guy, his name was um, Mr. Jordan. He was a high-ranking member of the House, and he took a stand. And he's right. He said, you know. The Democrats refused to acknowledge that there was a crisis at the border for months, if not years. And if you go back and look at a lot of the stuff, there's no crisis down there. It's fake news. This is this is a manufactured crisis by Trump. Okay, mm-hmm. um, Senator Warren 
even made a statement in the past, fear-mongering and creating a fake crisis is not something that we will fall prey to. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that statement, that fear-mongering word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, our politics has overshadowed the real crisis on the border. Um, all you have to do is get on the internet and look. Christ, I just saw the video of the man and his little girl who drowned coming across the Rio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure did. This is a country that was made of immigrants. Yeah. Immigration is something that we need to keep. We need to have. We have good people. The accountant for the podcast mm-hmm. is an immigrant yes. of 20 plus years ago. Um, wouldn't trade him for anything. He has really helped me with some issues that I had with taxes and things like that. Um, but he did it legally. That's where we're losing sight. And I got really mad if you saw any of the debates for the Democrats. I did not. They all want open borders. I have to listen to you enough debates. So. <laughs> I, yeah. but, but seriously, what did they you want? need to take a they few minutes to borders. listen to some of this. They, California just passed a bill to allow undocumented to partake of, is the state-run Medicaid? Mm-hmm. Or Medicare. Is it Medicaid or Medicaid? Mm-hmm. One's federal, one's local. Uh-huh. They can now get their local medical insurance undocumented. They 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 want them to be able to vote. They want But you know, also the part of that is that you know there's such a significant separance in like state run stuff and federal. So while I may not say I don't disagree or agree with it like the state representatives themselves have determined for the best interest of their state that's what they want but it's illegal you are you are propping up people who are illegally here and if they and this is the state that's that's on the verge of bankruptcy to begin with i have always said that the other responsibility is that they need to incorporate a plan to help them. Don't give them the opportunities and aid in the fact that they're still not legal. Give them some sort of, I don't want to say an ultimatum, I don't know what we're asking to say. Ultimato. 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 Options. Options, but not enforce a plan, but give a plan B, I guess. Give them to say, this is what we need to happen, you know, if you're going to take part in this. And we have to check in, do something to say, yeah. this is the plan that you, this is the route you have to take in order to be a documented person. Right. Give them stitches, not a Band-Aid. Yeah. It, well, exactly. And we talked about that in one of the previous episodes. Yeah. We've shot ourselves in the foot from the American standpoint yeah. because we not we don't have any pathway for them no. here's the catch-22 yeah. this is why you have so many sanctuary cities and our own Nashville mayor told them the other day when they were doing supposed to do raids across the country for ice mm-hmm. if they knock on your door and they don't have a search warrant don't open the door for them we're here to support you like hell we are well, don't you think that's the humanitarian side, though? But no, no, yeah. we ha- that's what she just said. We've give we're putting a band aid on something that needs to have stitches put in to fix it. 
because we don't give them an option. Here's the deal. You're illegal. So they don't want to tell us that they're still here illegally because in order to get on the, the current pathway to citizenship now, if you've overstayed your visa, you came in illegally, I have to send you back to your country for you to start those processes. Here's the catch-22. Once you're out of America, you can't return for 10 years. So by... If someone, if I were illegal and someone came to my door and the mayor said, don't answer, and what you're saying is it's a Band-Aid versus stitches, right? So what if they went to every single door in Nashville and they knocked on every single door and they got every person who was undocumented and they got 10,000 people, right? And they did that in every single city across America and they got a million people. How would that not destroy the system oh. that we have in place right now, if we didn't 1,000% fix the system, not the people within it, exactly. but the system, because that is what's effed. Let's not lie. Yeah. Well, the problem with that, not even going to say the problem. Unfortunately, we have so many other um, issues at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Not that we're ignoring that there should be a plan, we're no. ignoring the fact that we need to put the plan in place. No, here's the problem. If you go back and look, and, and we talked a bit about this in the last episode. If you go back and look, the immigration reform bill of 2006 lays out the same crap we're dealing with right now. Right. They wouldn't deal with it then. That's what I'm saying. They put it at a different level. So, unfortunately, they barred it down mm-hmm. and put other things ahead of it. So it's not that I'm not going to say that they're not doing it, but they aren't. But it's not on their radar as of a level of importance. And it should be. Well, but we're putting our cart before the horse then. Just like she said, if you got rid of that many people, you're going to annihilate your economy. And your people. Like, imagine if... Like, I support... By not putting the plan in place. Exactly. Right. And, like, at this point... Because we don't have a system in place because it hasn't been prioritized for over 10 years. Say it was 2006. It's been more than 10 years. If we don't just burn the mother down and start over fresh, how on earth are we going to backtrack 10 years, start over, and then we're telling these people you did it wrong? That's my problem is they haven't done anything. We didn't tell them or set them up for success. We said, have fun. And now we're like, Ooh, remember that you know, party people, we invited you to? Whoops. People use that excuse about the law and it kills me. And they say, you know what? It's your responsibility to know the law. No. And the part of that that is true. I mean, it's true, but, but the no. amount of laws, rules, regulations in place, give me an individual who has them all known to themselves. I'm not even going to say memorized, but you should know them. When they change It's constantly. the same thing with policies and regulations on how to help these people. You just, like you said, we sit here, here you go. And your expectation is they, they should be adults and they should know them on their own. But th- these these regulations, these obstacles, it's not easy. And why yeah. is no one there to help them? And then we're there, we're there to devalue and dehumanize them and say, you didn't do it right. Well, and our system we're, is wrong. Well, and, and I've said that. I've gotten into many debates about that. And Brandon and them will tell you, I'm really big on, you know what? It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. No. Absolutely. Uh, we... Burn it have down. got to sit on Congress. And that's part of the point of this 
podcast is to educate. And I know, you know what, just as we were starting, these guys are like, and my daughter's sitting here doing sound going, I don't give a shit about this. But it, but it is something that truly you don't know. you've got to look at because it's not going to get better. It's going to continue to get worse. And Obama signed that executive thing for the dreamers. Mm-hmm. You got these young people who are you guys ages yeah. who worry every day whether they're going to be told they have to leave. I can't even imagine. And they know nothing exactly. else about what they have here. Oh, exactly. And so then we've got these four ladies who like to be the squad. Squad! <laughs> squad! <laughs> 204. Who, who had the opportunity to vote for funding down there, make specifications if you wanted to, um, but we're too busy worried about squawking so that we get our attention and our time in the limelight. And here's my thing. I don't want you in office if you're not focused on getting this done and you don't go on vacation you don't leave for the end of session until this is fixed and that's what the american people are really going to have to take a stand on congress has to fix this and that goes for a significant amount of politicians oh because they're there for a show and you're not implementing what you're there for for the american people that's just a, exactly. a big problem with all of them. Exactly. And I don't know if this is, I just read this about the squad, but um, the people who used it, the phrase the squad first was first, um, what's her, Ocasio Cortez? Is that her name? Alec- okay. Alexi, uh, is it Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio um, Cortez? And then most prominently, New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. And White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway. I don't know if y'all know who Maureen Dowd is, but she is a very. But she wrote this book, Why Are Men Necessary? Back when I was younger oh, and I yeah. read it, it's basically like, why do we need men to continue on with? Well, put me on an island by myself. It was it was <laughs> a really interesting a book, but she has a very interesting turn on feminism and the way the world works and the fact that she's using this term. It would make me think it's a term of empowerment, and then Kellyanne Conway's using it, and so I'm like, I'm very confused as to what's <laughs> happening here now. Well, and these four are using it to say that they're bonded together because they are women of color like squad goals you know and i really don't have a problem with that if you are implementing it in, in a, a nice valuable way. way yeah make it uh, a statement of you know we are women of color in congress representing the united states and we have plans to help where we are if they're not using their platform as effectively as they should then I understand why people would have their aggressions about it. Well, but here's my problem with what they're doing. They, they're stealing the limelight so that they can, in essence, say how great they are. No. We went down there and we saw how horrific things were. What I want to hear is, damn it, I missed my opportunity to help fix this months ago. This is what we need to do. I don't want any more bitching and whining. You want accountability is what I, you want. I you want, want accountability in government. So you want to find yes. a unicorn riding a rainbow of gumdrops. That's what she wants. <laughs> is what you want. And you want it to be ridden she by Ryan Reynolds on its way to my house. So you want the dream. <laughs> no, I, I want what they're paid for. There's uh, a difference between a dream and oh, what you're paid for. Well played. If yes. we don't do our jobs at work, we're fired. Oh, we'll That's true. Red flag behavior. <laughs> <laughs> 
to you people listening at home, that is not a great thing to have. But in, but in all seriousness, work, no. these guys aren't accountable. Yeah, you could have true. done something about this, but now you're gonna. And that's exactly what uh, Mr. Jordan really, really raked him about. You've refused to even acknowledge that there's a crisis at the border. Mm. You wouldn't give any money. Now you're down there bitching, saying women are have, being forced to drink toilet water, which when it came out. Even before I heard it on TV or anything, I run a lot of stuff by my husband. He's at home a lot. He likes research. He said, let me tell you what I found out about that toilet water incident. The way that their water system is set up down there, you have your water supply and your water tank here. Your toilet is down here. So it all runs through the same thing. Yes. This is drinkable water. It's clean water being pumped in. It could come down here or it could go to the sink. Yeah. But AOC was insistent that they were told to drink toilet water. Mm. Okay. Well, well, you know how we, as Americans, we exaggerate anything. <laughs> and here's my thing. doesn't matter if it's true. You know? And then they complained about the living conditions, that there were so many women and they were sleeping on concrete floors and they didn't have blankets and they didn't have this and they didn't have that. Why is that? Where these people are thousands and thousands of people mm-hmm. overwhelmed yeah. down there because we've we've opened the door by giving people medical care. Undocumented can get better medical care than we can because if you walk into an emergency room, they can't turn you away. But the first thing they ask you, where's your insurance? How are you going to pay for this? I don't know, like the first thing, and I think it's just like a broken, like bleeding heart type thing. And it's because it's a, I don't, the first thing I think of is with my heart and then I shut that down and then I think with my noggin. But the first thing I think of is like, imagine you've just been through hell, right? Like the end of the world, your family has been just... Like my absolute worst day, right? My worst medical crisis in this world. And I walk into an ER and I'm like bleeding from everywhere. And I walk in and I'm like, I need help. And they say no. And it's because I'm from Argentina. And I'm in the worst place I've ever been in my life. And just because I'm from Argentina and there was a dictator or, you know, like let's say Uganda or wherever I was from. Right. I don't know if either of those two countries have any sort of conflicts. I'm just saying countries. No one come at me. <laughs> come on, but, disclaimer. <laughs> right? But a foreign country, right? There was some kind of issue that I had nothing to do with. I fled so that I could save my life. And now I've had some car accident or something. I'm coming mm-hmm. into an ER and I need help. And someone says, no, you're from the wrong place. Well, I don't have a problem with them getting the health care. Right. It's just like I I, under, I understand why we want to open our doors, open our doors, open our doors everywhere we can. But then the problem is we don't know what to do once we've opened those doors. We're like, everyone stays over. But we have to close the door. Right. That's the problem. Because we let too many people well, in the was, door and then we got the inundated. If you come through, well, we there are many, I forget how many checkpoints the one Border Patrol guy said that there was. Let's just say 40 for just easy math. That there are 40 legal checkpoints along the 1,594 
miles of southern border. They're not, it's not secure though. There are areas like the Rio Grande where they just come swimming across. It's the illegal people. Get your treatment. Right. But your ass is going home. Okay. I can respect that. I get that. I get that. Like, if we are leaving people to go back to abusive situations, that's where I have a problem. That's where I'm like, what the hell is wrong with us that we can't put something in place to figure this out and people aren't left in some sort of horrible situation? Because our Democrats. And our Republicans have taken opposite yeah. stands and are fighting. Because they're children. Congress wants to wants to Congress hates Trump so badly. They're not the only ones. Well, and I had a debate the other night, and I can pull you can go to my Facebook and you can see No. It. Okay. A guy that um, I know from when I had my convenience store. He was um, my one of my sales guys for food. Um, love the guy. We've had many, many conversations, and we're on opposite ends of this. He hates Trump so badly that he can't see past that. I even told him, you need to take a day and watch Lifetime movies, sappy <laughs> Lifetime movies. Why would you tell and someone And watch that? birds out the window. Because he's giving himself a damn heart attack. Yeah. But why are Lifetime you, movies the she, way to fix that? Right, though, because this. they're soothing and happy. No, Sally got beaten by her husband she's and not then those. got shot I'm in the face by a the... puppy. That's how those movies work. I've been watching the Mary Kane Latorno story. I don't know. Anyways, back to the serious <laughs> part right, of it. Though. People have fueled so much hatred That's in themselves true. That's true. by their hate of Trump that they are forgetting They're confusing that they policy know we have with obligations. People. If you're dissatisfied, then we need to be making solutions, solutions not problems. Instead of fueling the hatred. I understand the man has said racist and sexist and devaluing and dehumanizing Rapey things. things. Yeah. We all know this at this stage. But giving yourself self-hatred and anger is not going to change it. It's true. And that's what, out of these four women, I wanted to see them, I'd have so much more respect for them if they stood up on that stage and said, we dropped the ball. We could have done this and we didn't realize to the extent this problem is, but instead they stood there blaming border patrol people mm-hmm. for bad behavior, not having things the way it should be. You know, these a lot of these people are coming illegally. Mm-hmm. They've also found that uh, they're using the kid tactic. People to get their kids out of the country are selling their kids or renting their kids mm-hmm. to felons and whatever to get across. And, and like the one uh, sheriff, I forget what city he was from, um, kept debating with the news person, but do you think that separating children from their parents is the way to go? Is that something that's good? He said, if I break the law and I come and arrest you, I'm going to separate you from your kids. Why is an American citizen under the legal aspect any different than an illegal person? And it is, it is, an, it is a statute. I don't remember what they said the numbers were. It is illegal to enter the United States without proper documentation, whether it's a visa for education, a diversity lottery, a work visa, any of those things. It's illegal. I, I think the problem is is that it's 
it's illegal, yes, but we're not offering any sort of alternative to these people. They've come from a terrible well, situation. Wait a minute. We're talking about the ones that are still here that you're talking about. Correct. I'm talking about the ones that are just now coming across right. the border. Right, they're just getting here, right? And they're just arriving. They have these kids that they're renting to people, which is terrible. But... Um, Johnny for six hours, please. That's terrible. <laughs> Don't ever say that again unless you mean an adult man named Johnny. But they're and then in these detention centers but, awaiting their right, hearings. Right. What I, I guess what I mean is that it's not their fault our system is so broken. It is not their fault that we cannot get our crap together. It is not their fault that millions of people that came before them, we said, this will work for now. And then they come along and we're like, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're finally going to lay a hard line in the sand and then not expect people to get all upset well, about it. Well, here's the problem. Past like I'm laws, past rules, we'll say, is because children cannot be in the same facility right. with adults that are not their parents. Correct. So they get here, and we find out this isn't really your parent. They have to be separated. Correct. Even if they were their parent, you can't put these small children in with adult men. All of these, yes, right. where there are adult men. But well, we don't it, think their parents can protect them. They're their parents. But you're talking about probably a fenced in fenced in area, maybe three times this. Do parents have their eyes on their kids every minute? No. It's just breeding ground for fights and problems. So, but I'm not saying that our solution is right. I'm saying that we don't have a solution. That's it. And then we're getting upset with the people who come with the problem. I think from the get-go, we didn't think about what it, what the conditions were going to be. No. Oh, no. You know, because if that was your obligation to say, you know what, until then we have to detain these people and what they're identifying them on the news is concentration camps. And to me, I think they really are modern day, yeah. in a sense, concentration camps. But we didn't effectively draw out what the plan would be. We're going to take no. these people in. Where are they going to sleep? Are we going to feed them? What's going to be the feeding schedule? Are they going to have no. necessities? What, what, where was that thought about other than we just have to detain them? Okay, here's what I wrote about the concentration camp Uh-oh. issue. If you truly think these are concentration camps, then each of you in Congress and the Senate need to get your asses down there and supervise what you have created. Oh. You better really adopt a Border Patrol member because you've tied their hands and you gave them no help in an impossible situation. They've been put in a bad light and awful working conditions right along with the detention ease. So then I, I meant to make that point earlier of the affiliation between the border and the detention centers and mm. the Border Patrol and the Congress men and women. Correct. The Border Patrol don't report to Congress. Right. Who do they report to? Homeland Security. Correct. Mm-hmm. So then Homeland Security should be the ones, if they report to someone, if Homeland Security is reporting to someone, then that's a different story. If Homeland Security is reporting to the congressmen and women about decisions that need to be made, then I would understand. But if Homeland Security is the direct enforcer of what's happening at the borders and the employees of the Border Patrol, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not necessarily going to say I'm going to attack these congressmen and women 
for what's going on down here. Do they have a connection? Absolutely. You are a politician and you are a very powerful politician. But that's who provides the funding. If Congress and the Senate will not come off with the money, that's why these guys' are hands are tied. Then I will agree with that. If you are responsible for direct funding, I will go ahead and say, okay, you are at a more liability and responsibility at this state. You make the decisions for what's going to impact these people here. How many times did you see Pelosi on TV say they were not going to give in to Trump, they were not going to give him any money? I believe... She only wanted to walk. But that's what, you know what? And I have to come back and go, we need to enforce the wall because well, how can that money not be given well, the, to what's happening right now? The though? wall wasn't my issue. When he realized that the wall was not going to happen and that it was going to be, you know, difficult to get or whatever, because yeah. people disagree with it. What was your backup plan? Like, if you could not implement mm-hmm. the wall, because I'm not going to say I agree or disagree with it. I still don't have my opinions on it or not. Yeah, no. If you can't get it. What was the backup plan to say, well, I if I can't get my wall, what else can I you do? You declare national emergency. <laughs> which is what he was going to do. No, which but is what here's he my, did. Here's my question back to you guys. How do you stop the bleeding without putting stitches in the problem? The problem is an unsecure border. Mm-hmm. But by putting that, I mean, it's just that sheer amount of money. When you I don't could think fix the infrastructure, no, you could fix the infrastructure of the entire system of what to do. Let's say if Joey gets across the border, Johnny, John, Johnny, <laughs> you didn't stop with Johnny. I wish I had, I had the numbers because, but like, give more money to the border patrol. Give more money to the people there down there. Plan implemented first. Make up a plan of what you need and what you need. here's to be such this a is the, problem. This is the egg before the chicken, the chicken before the egg. Like in the 1950s, do you remember hearing about this big of a problem? It, well, no, it wasn't as big a problem, and I tell they you why. They weren't coming as fast. Well, not well, only that. Or did we have a system um, that could handle them as no, fast as they No, we have never had a system. Proportionately, right? They've never had one. Here's why we have such a problem. Um, because of the, the Latin America or the Southern South American countries, because of the dictators and the cartels, they're running people out. Which again, not their fault. No, it's not their fault. But Mexico won't take any responsibility. That's why Trump put the tariffs in place and he lifted them because Mexico said, okay, we will take responsibility for part of this. One of the things that Mark gave us in past episodes was, um, you know what? Mexico's not our big issue. You know, they've got, that's where the corporations come from. We've moved Ford plants down there. That Nashville boot manufacturer moved their operation down there. So for the most part, a lot of your um, Mexican uh, population has decent paying jobs. They're not worried about getting up here anymore. Okay, It's coming from Guatemala, Ecuador, and all that. Maybe the wall needs to be built down there. Maybe that's where we need to enforce it so that it's tougher to get to Mexico. So it's tougher to we get need to, to put us. put a border where J.P. Morgan got his cocaine from. Hey, <laughs> hey, I got to read up on this J.P. Morgan thing. I get a certain amount with that. every withdrawal so I don't well, go through I withdrawal. And it's there. delightful. Well, listen, I think we have talked about a significant amount. And this was good stuff. People, we need you to weigh in on this. I need you to Facebook message us at the Real Solution Podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, Real Solution Pod, the Real Solution Podcast. 
Um, also hit up online dating. That's a fire. Just in case you need some fun. <laughs> but but we really want to hear solutions to these problems. You yeah. know what you think, why you think the wall should, why you think the wall shouldn't. Um, because our issue is not just the border. We established that in the past. Yep. It's your overstays on your air and your sea travels as well. Because we have no fully operational enforcement agency. And these ICE rates ain't going to cut it. So we have got to work something out. Well, to clarify what they said about the ICE raids is it got blown out of proportion because it wasn't just like Laura Lou Who over here who... Was a DACA recipient or something. The people they were going after to remove were people who had violated the law, Mm -hmm. broken the law, Mm -hmm. had already been told by a judge Mm -hmm. that you're going to be deported. It wasn't wasn't random raids, but that's not how they get publicity. And one of our one of our episodes is going to be about how rampant the media is. They just tell you what they want. So that they send everybody off half-cocked. And that's what happened. If you go back and listen, they will tell you the ice raids were only... These go on every day. Yeah. It was nothing out of the ordinary. It was one day they picked to blow out of proportion. Mm -hmm. But the only people they went after were people who broke the law. Not the law of being here illegally. Mm -hmm. They committed a crime. That's why they were being deported. And I'm sorry... They should be deported. If Laura gets caught embezzling or uh, Brandon gets caught robbing a bank, they're going to take you away from your kids because you're going to prison. Yeah. And prison, we can get into the prison system another day. That's a Danielle. Private and public prisons, a mess. So, guys, hit us up at www.therealsolutionpodcast.com. We will revisit this on the next episode. I need your thoughts. We need your thoughts. Twitter. All that. Facebook. <laughs> Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. Twitter. All that good stuff. Any way you want to communicate, Twitter. but communicate. So we can work on a real solution. 